The Sharks do it again. Their 20th blown lead. <laughs> to the worst team in the league. Yeah, we're going to break this one down. Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> if you turn this game off after 20 minutes, you're going to be in for a shock. Let's break this one right now. Right now. On Teal Town After Dark. Ugh. Good evening, everyone. We interrupt your football, your playoff football coverage to bring you a post-game show called Teal Town After Dark, where the Sharks took on the Blue Jackets tonight on Saturday, January 21st, 2023, where they lose 5-3. to If you want to be part of the show, by all means, please. Hell, join the Chompversation. Finteract with us. I chat with us on the YouTube page or on the app. Of course, follow us on the social. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, Discord, all that fun junk at tealtownusa.com. Hey, and while, while you're at it, you know, uh, if you want to donate to the show, support us through Venmo at tealtownusa. Hell, you can use it on the Super Chat. I am joined by Eric Landy. Landy! Landy. 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 Yep. Hi, bud. <laughs> hey, dude. Oh my god. I, you know, think the team not surprise us with ways to lose, and um, shoot, even surprise us with the types of goals in which they lose games with. They sink to a new low. I, I'm just, you know, you come off of that victory against Dallas where you're down 3 nothing. You come back to tie it. You show some spirit. You show some funk. Eric Carlson had that beautiful goal, which I still don't know how that got in past Ottinger. And then you come in on the, you know, in the first period. You absolutely dominated the first period. Out shooting a 14-2. to two. They, they got Timo Meyer gets a goal. His 27th of the season from Gregor and Hurdle. Hey, Hurdle, it's good to see you. We only seen you score once in the last 10 games. Um, I'm like, oh, wow, all right. Hey, maybe they could go for two in a row. You know, Landy, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I thought it looked good. I mean, I the Meyer goal looked nice. Fold Corpus Salo just slipped through his legs. You know, I thought that first period, well, great, 14 to 2. Right, Landy? I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I think the first period was good. They came out with a lot of jump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you you saw the work ethic and, um, you know, they would get rewarded about halfway through it, uh, through the period. But no, I think that that, that first period was um, carryover from that Dallas game and, and continuing the, the good um, play that we saw at the latter stages of that game. So, you know, a lot of hope for the way that the team kind of started and, you know, maybe giving us some some hope that, you know, maybe this team has found some semblance of confidence. Um, but, again, the lack of talent, the questionable 
deployments and for lack of a better word, I mean, lackadaisical play, um, you know, would come back to haunt them and, and erase all of those good feelings that the first period really, I, I don't know, gave us, gave us kind of some false hope maybe. I don't know. But um, again, you know, I think you look at it, they're able to put together a good period um, maybe a good period here or there, or sequentially string maybe three or four periods together that are good. That would be awesome. And then, <laughs> no, but I mean, we've seen this team put together maybe three or four good periods back to back to back, and you know is able to um, show us that there's going to be some development, some um, development in their play, but we always just see this team regress and, and it regresses hard and, um, you know, regresses down to what it should be, which is, you know, a bottom fairing team. And again, it's just kind of disheartening to see because you add that plus all of the prognosticators, you know, uh, you know, they're like buzzards, um, going around a carcass, you know, they're looking to pick off players off our team. And I really hate that. I mean, it's one thing for us to talk about, um, you know, what pieces we think, you know, should be traded off the team or, or whatever. But I really I don't like it when when they start talking about, you know, players from your team and especially, we'll get you know, players, yep. yeah. you know, players that are that are known and, and loved. Right. Yep. So um, it's difficult. It's, you know, it's a really tough time to be a Sharks fan right now. Yeah. They're making it really, really difficult. Yeah. Uh, we'll get in a little bit more of that uh, shortly. Let's uh, let's move on to the second period where Columbus did come out swinging, which I would think you were you were expecting to have that happen. But Benino on that nice wraparound gets his eighth goal of the season, fourth goal in his last five games. You're thinking, all right, good job, Sharks. You're looking good. You're looking really nice. You're looking up two nothing. You're kicking butt. Then two seconds later, they dr- somehow they drop the gloves to get some sort of fight going. Olivier versus Gadjevich. You know, Olivier has to go into repairs. He's got he came and sit in the box. It's like, oh, why? We're we're beating them up too. Hey, we're doing great. And then what happened? And then what happened? In a matter of seventy-two seconds, and it's gone. Hey, hell, literally. Literally, boom goes the dynamite. You know, you get you get a power play goal, which, by the way, Landy, hey, get, did you know how, they, how the rank they were in the power play for Columbus? I don't even want to go. I don't even Dead want to go. Dead last! Dead last! Worst power yeah. play in the league. They have Johnny Hockey. He hasn't done crap. Oh, sure enough, power play goal, Johnny Gaudreau. From, Lake, from Line A and Blankenberg. And then, not even 72 seconds later, Boone Jenner. Boone goes to Dynamite. Hey, hey! You know. 2-2. Two, two. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was definitely frustrating. I think um, Matt Benning did not have a good game tonight. I think um, Scott Harrington also didn't have a, a, a good game tonight. You can, and, you can even throw in Mario Ferraro. Yeah, but but I mean, I'm just looking at the additions that were brought into this roster that were 
brought in over the summer and, you know, the pieces that were supposed to pick up some slack, you know, supposed to signal a changing of the guard. Well, I mean, they've definitely changed the guard, but it's now changed to subpar play, um, play that's very susceptible to mental um, fragility, <laughs> for lack of, of uh, you know, vocabulary there. I mean, honestly, the, the team, they've got parts that, that put together solid pieces of, of hockey. Um, but they're either unable to work together as a five-man unit. There seems to be defensive breakdowns constantly on who is picking up who. And it's the same thing we've been talking about since the beginning of the season where, you know, they're so scrambly in their own zone, um, which is so freaking interesting because in the PK, you know, they're very zone disciplined. And, and so I don't know if it's just a mental lapse or if it's they're trying to cheat for offense or if, if it's a combination of both. But some of these pinches have gotten ridiculous, you know, and some of these these lackadaisical changes have really just bit the bit the sharks, um, you know, in the ass multiple times. I, I don't understand what Benning was doing on that on that Jenner goal, because it basically becomes a two on one after you try to go for the high breakout and you are just getting out dueled and you're you're not getting back in coverage. I mean, Couture's busting his back trying to get back over to to get the goal or to, to defend for him, and he's not. He's not. Yeah. I, what are you doing? I mean, like, really, what are you doing? You yeah. d- 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 I, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, I think some people are pointing towards goaltending. Goal I think that that's, I think that that's a problem, too. But I think oh, you yeah. start to you start to really lose big games and you and you can't put together consistent hockey when you have multiple problems at multiple you know multiple levels of the team and defensively again miscue after miscue um unable to get the puck up to the forwards um, the forwards not tracking back enough not um you know disrupting um, with back pressure enough and the goaltender not making, I won't say routine saves, but I will say saves that he's expected to make. He is not making at this point. So when you have all of that together, I mean, you have the recipe for inconsistent play and the recipe for blowing leads. Um, and, and again, hallmark of a, of a team that's not good. I mean, not even not even talking about, you know, individual pieces, but just collectively as a cohesive unit, whatever they're selling to this team, they're not buying. No. 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 It's it's mind blowing how how you can just be like. (laughs) And, And truly bizarre, bizarre thing is like. Kevin LeBanc being sat for a third straight game and, uh, you know, Oscar Limblom, who is not playing well at all, being elevated and being given minutes that should have been going to Noah Gregor in the first place. You know, Noah 
doing his best to to try and stay in this lineup. I think today he got he got an assist, but an assist, but unfortunately he also had two penalty minutes. Or excuse me, yeah, two, two penalties. penalties excuse me, against you know. yeah, one which they would score on, right? Exactly. So, um, you know, you're you're encouraged by his play, but then he goes and you know takes two penalties against, and so kind of erases the good you know, mojo that he had going. And so again, I, I just, I don't know what this team is trying to do um, because the moves that they've made, the, the, the way in which the coach is deploying the pieces to me signals a team that doesn't have an identity yet. It doesn't have a, um, a, a real clear plan, a pathway forward. Um, it just seems like it's spaghetti at the wall being thrown to see what sticks. Um, and, and again, just lack of cohesion as a five man unit. I mean, it's, it's, it's I don't know. I'm very much a, a, a school of the, the Tarasov format of, of playing. I think, you know, the, the, the Russian teams of old who would play as five man units and who could, um, you know, really cover their own zone, um, with with such efficiency that they didn't put their defensemen in in very um, uh, high stress types of of situations, I, I think that that style of play lends itself better, um, and especially in today's modern day um, game where it's all about puck possession. Um, but this dump and chase and continual um, try to grind. We need grit. We need that grit. I mean, it was totally, you know, we need that grit. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's grit. Goal scoring. There's, yeah, there's grit and there's dump and chase and, you know, all of that heavy hockey or whatever. But when you continually give the puck over, like, it's it's like, what's the point? You know what I mean? If it, It's all about trying to maintain the puck possession and this team wants to throw it away, you know, whenever they don't have an open man uh, you know, to, to hand it off to. And, and I think that that's also an issue of this team. So I don't know, dude. I mean, we, we, we've sat here and we've tried to dissect this so many different ways. And, and I think it's at what, what point do you start to say, okay, you know, the, the voice in the locker room has changed. Um, you know, and this is the guy that's going to be going forward um, you know, Mike Greer, you know, firmly entrenched now as a GM. There's no question about who's going to be GM or whatever. Now it's time to start making moves for the future. Now it's really, really important that the foundations of how you want to play going forward are instilled in this team and whatever collection of players are left after the, the, the deadline um, that teach a, a style of hockey that that's contemporary but yet can still um add some physicality and and i don't know you like the fight tonight um from from gadjevich you know he's he's gonna drop the mitts but you know where you know where is the consistent body checking where is the buy-in on the consistent for checking where i just where's the buy-in on any on everything yeah uh, like, like seriously, I mean, grit, 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 grit. When you know you had a problem with goal scoring, you said, well, let's get grit. You know what? We also had that 
20 some odd years ago. Guess what happened? You had to change your whole style again because the grit didn't always win it for you. Sorry. You need some grit, but you need some sandpaper? Sure. At the same time, you need somebody to score. You know, yeah, you had the guys like Mike Ricci, Scott Thornton. You had, hell, you can go back a little bit. You can say you had some some toughness with, with I, I don't know, Bernie Nichols, Murray Craven, Stefan Mateau, who, who came in to be guys that were going to be gritty but had a little scoring touch to them. These guys, I mean, with all due except, exception of Nico Sturm as we get back into the game on this one where, you know, he gets credited for the goal, for the the, the temporary go-ahead goal to make it 3-2. Uh, I mean, Isimont has looked good, but... You signed, you signed Sveshnikov. Okay, how's that working out for you? He's been scratched all all week. You know, LeBanc's been trying to get back in there. So David Quinn throws him on the on the top line, trying to do things. And guess what happens? The same thing that happened to Gregor tonight. You know, Gregor has had his chances. He's been looking good. I just want him to bury it. You know, and be careful with taking bad penalties. He takes a second one. You know, and then Columbus comes back to tie it. And and then Gus Nyquist, you know, steals the puck from Barabanov, who had a tough night himself. It's those little things. It's not just grit. It's the little things that change, change this around. You know, that stick lift from, from Nyquist. And then he passes it, I think it was to Johnson, and then he gets it back to get the game-winning goal. It's those little things that this team needs. You know, and just not just in one game, but, <laughs> you know, consistently. Yeah. And that's what cost them this game. Yeah. And you were yeah. outshot for, and you outshot them 14 to 2. You know, stick taps the Corpus out to keep them in this. But how do you let uh, how do you let a team that were outshot by 12 shots outshoot you at the end of the night? Twenty nine, twenty five. That's unacceptable. Even if this team sucks, even if this team sucks more than a Dyson vacuum, that sucks. Back to you, Landy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like you know, people are asked. You know, there's a little bit of chatter in the chat on on goaltending versus de- defense, and I'm not saying, you know, the the goaltending has not been good. You know, I don't. I think point blank, just stop it there. Remember when we thought Kakinen? Oh man, you know, the poor guy got a raw deal in Minnesota. You know, because of Flurry. You haven't shown me shit. But but it's not only that, Eric. It's regression of Reimer. I think a little bit this year, and then the other thing. I mean, the defense gives them no favors, so. You know, it's not like they put themselves in a position to to give themselves good goaltending. I mean, you know, the look at look at the string the of goaltenders. Defense them out to dry. Yeah, look at I mean, look at the string of goaltenders and look at what their save percentages is. And and right now, Kapokakan and sporting a nice eight seventy with a three point eight seven goals against. I mean, they're they're not giving them enough uh, support, but they're also not making the saves that they need to make. 
So when you have both of those, that you know, that's a recipe for what you're seeing right now. I mean, shit, I'd rather them play trap hockey right now. You know, and in in you know, put a one two, you know, one two three or whatever, you know, whatever. You know, if it's if it's boring ass hockey, but it's sound defensively, um, that should help insulate the poor goaltending that we've seen. But again, you know, not not near enough buy in into the system, and and um, I, I, you look at uh, I'm looking at at Kakinen's numbers. Season wise, you know, going through the 1920, you know, as they went into the bubble, 913, the bubble year where we only played 56 games, 902. Last season with Minnesota, 910 when he got traded to San Jose, 916. This year, 869 coming into tonight. His last five games, his save percentage, you know, we're, we'll say what his tonight was like, what, 873, I think. Or eight eight fifty seven, excuse me. Edmonton eight twenty nine. Then he played well against Arizona nine thirty one. Then he gave up five against Anaheim eight twenty eight. Then he had the win against Chicago on New Year's Day nine oh nine. And then Philly eight forty six. I, I and, and granted, it's a combination. It's a combination of things. You know the defense. Pinches at the wrong time, or they can't clear it out like Mario Ferraro did, which led to the tying goal tonight. Or you have, you know, you have mess ups here and there. But now we're getting some quotes in from the dressing room. Uh, Nico Sturm, not Marco. Uh, no offense to Columbus, but can't play like that. I mean, we thought it would be easy because they're at the bottom of the standings, but so are we. At some point, you have to learn how to put teams away. No shit. Like, seriously. You thought it was easy? You think you're like a good team where you think everything is going to get easy? If that's what what this team is thinking, you need to have yeah, a reality look check. Long, long look in the and mirror. guess what's coming to you tomorrow? You know, uh, David Quinn, uh, we thought it would be easy and it wasn't. We didn't want to pay the price. It was more important to Columbus as it went on. Decision making with the puck was bad. We tried things regardless of what the consequence would be. We sold out for offense way too often and didn't dig in. You know, they need to be playing a type of game irregardless of who they're playing against. They need to have their own agenda. Yep. They need to have a clear system in which they're able to transition the puck effectively, able to backtrack and able to um, have some more defensive uh, responsibility for the, from the forwards. And... Again, they need to be focused on their own internal play. They don't need to be focusing on how, you know, on what other teams are are bringing towards them, um, or or where other teams are in the standings. Yeah, it's 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 naturally natural human um, curiosity that that you know keeps them looking at the standings pages or whatever. But 
at this point, you are so bad as a team and, and so inconsistent that you shouldn't even – that should be far from your mind. And, and what should be number one on your mind is how are you going to execute within this system? How are you going to um, be a part of the solution yep. and, and not continually um, have mental mistakes or – make ineffective plays. And, and I think you hit it right on the head, Landy. Quinn needs to look at them and it's like, what's it going to take for you to be consistent? What's it going to take for you to play a specific game? If you're changing your game, like completely changing your plan, and I get it, there's some teams, I mean, Columbus is no Boston, sure. I get that. But if you're completely changing ideas and everything for specific teams and not get playing your game every night. Yeah. There's going to be nights like this, you know, it's just, again, it was an entertaining game. Well, I'll give it that, um, you know, Columbus, congrats. You got your chili. You got to hear the, the cannon go boom five times. Um, but the way the Sharks started makes this result unacceptable. And you know, if if you don't want to, if you don't want to uh you know, put in that effort or if you thought it was easy for a team that's right around you in the standings at the bottom. Come on, man. And, and and granted, Landy, we've seen this. We've seen this from the Sharks before when they were good, where they just play down to their opponents. I mean, there have been times we've said that over and over and over again. <sighs> yeah, but there it's it's a, it's a difference from when. Um, thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it. Uh, there is a difference when you're a good team and and you do this, and then when you're uh, a team that needs to be hardworking and needs to be focused on, you know, developing good habits and, and doing it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you expect to change with, with what you're, with what you're, you're fielding now and um, with how the team is structured. Yeah, no, I get you. Jerry F in the super chat. Thank you so much. As always, Super Chats go to help support the show, keep the lights on, and uh, keep everything running afloat as we do over the course of the season. A big thanks to, for the great Sharks coverage as usual. Jerry, appreciate you. Hope you're doing well uh, in uh, the nearby <laughs> of Landy, <laughs> pretty much. So um, just looking at some of the others' uh, comments in the chat, uh, Steve Rector, please at least make next year's team fun to watch with the young guys developing. This season is just nothing interesting to even hang your hat on. And I think that we were expecting the the, the distraction of the Barracuda doing their thing. Um, went to the game last night. Um, uh, Ruben, thank you for the tickets as always. Uh, great, great uh, turnout for... Uh, country night and you know me i'm such a big country fan uh, <laughs> but it was nice to see uh the kids getting chances 
Um, granted, I mean, it's the HL, so you're gonna you the the I don't want to say the compete level isn't there, but you know the high quality of it isn't there. But it was it was nice to see some give a damn and and such at Tech CU Arena last night. So, Landy, <laughs> now they play Boston. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maybe it's good the Niners game is on at the same time tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, better draft positioning. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Um, But you, you start to wondering, and, you, and let's just kind of chime back on to this a little bit. With um, with now Meyer's name is getting getting the same pub as Carlson, and you know, oh, oh, the Islanders could use this guy. Oh, the Rangers could use this guy. Hell, Toronto could use this guy if we send somebody else over to San Jose. Hell, I think I even saw, uh, freaking um. Well, now that Max Pacioretty tore his Achilles and is done for the year, they can send him off to San Jose, and we can get Timo Meyer. At the same cap space, um, man, there that there better be a nice sweet package for that if we're if we're getting a guy that's going to be on injured reserve the rest of the year. Um, but I mean, it's I, tough I, to see. Yeah, no, it is, it is, and and I think I'm of the crowd that you should probably keep because you're going to be looking for that player for a long time. But, you know, I think the market will kind of dictate what happens to him because it's either going to dig. I mean, because with with what he's his output right now is and, you know, what he's projected to be, he's going to be another eight million dollar player, you know, and at least. So, you know, can the start can the Sharks stomach that contract at this point? I I. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't think that they have the ability right now with the with the structures as they are to add another eight million dollar contract. So now you're kind of painting yourself into this this position of having to deal an asset that's um, suddenly very, you know, in demand and this is this is the recipe for where teams will will try to fleece you know what i mean like oh, this yeah. is this is this is where people are starting to lick the chops and um you know really where you know your your bones are made as a gm um i have said that anything less than 3 first round um value type um picks Meaning, uh, first round prospect and two firsts, or two first round prospects and a first, but whatever. In some way, shape, or form, you need to have at least three first round picks for Timo Meyer, um, because I think you know a first round pick is basically like a one in three shot of having a player that's NHL ready. Um, you know, I think if you if you're really starting to ask me, like, what are the percentages of getting a, a player like Timo Meyer every draft, it's probably more like one in 15, you know? So three shots at trying to find that player again in a, in a draft, 
you know, is is when you consider it, it's it's kind of pennies on the dollar kind of return. Yeah. So. And and, and yeah, you, you hit it on the point with with that, but it's at the same time. Outside of Timo, who's got who's had a shoot first mentality on this team, yeah, before or after he's come in. I, I don't think there really hasn't. And hell, even Drew got on got on the Sharks tonight about shooting the puck. You're trying to pass it, pass it. Shoot it, get try for the rebound. A- anything like that. Um and so when you see him being seeing Timo getting rumored, and then you throw in Eric Carlson because, you know, Canada just loves spewing that. Like they're hoping like somehow a Canadian team's gonna get him. You know, I don't see Ottawa trying to make a playoff push right now, so he's not going to go there. Edmonton, good luck trying to find the cap space. You you better really have a lot of picks, but then Ken Holland is a sucker to make those picks. Um, it it's it's tough to see. I mean, look how long Jacob Chikrin has been dangled out there for the Coyotes. Um, and Birch saying, you know. The Sharks might have to take accept a bad return on a Timo trade. The tough part is, is that you take a bad return on the Timo trade, you've kind of taken a bad return on the Burns trade, where you're holding withholding salary and and all you're showing is Stephen Lawrence and uh, Maki Niemi. Yeah, it, it's it's tough because that's the precedence that you set, and then you're in deep trouble come later on. I mean, if they have to, if they if they have to retain anything more than three million dollars on an Eric Carlson trade, then it's 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 way too much. And not only that, but you got to start to think about how much money you're playing, paying players not to be mm-hmm. on your team. Um, if they can somehow figure out a way to move Carlson's contract then I think it opens the door for Timo staying more. And I don't know about you, but I'll take Timo over over Eric um, right now. And I know Eric is having a fabulous year and, um, you know, is putting himself in a Norris contention. But like you had said, I mean, who on this team can replicate with what Timo does? Yeah. Um, or, or in the past, or in the or present, or in the future. Yeah. Because no, none of them, you know, it's always passy-passy. It's not shooty-shooty. You know, come on, guys. Uh, give, give those shots, you know. Uh, Sleepy Mofo. I'm surprised Canadian media knows there's a hockey team in San Jose. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would say 94. Though you remember 94. And how scared their precious Leafs. We're so close to being eliminated by a team in Teal. Uh, Michael Molasses. But Maki is actually a good goalie, though, Puck Guy, unlike Capo. Yeah, I agree. He looked pretty good when uh, he was up briefly with the Sharks. But, you know, if we're if we're tanking hard for Bedard, I mean, that might not be able to, to do it. So, uh <laughs> Uh, you 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 just don't want to see. Um. You just don't want to see how. 
how this team is going to just get obliterated. And the worst part is, is that they start this five-game road trip. It's technically eight, but they also have the bye week and, and the all-star break in there. And it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> I mean, up-and-coming Detroit. You know, you have Boston on Sunday. I mean, we, I could go on, but I digress. I just like. I think the team's gonna finish thirtieth. I think I think that that's probably where where this is ending with with the strength schedule remaining, um, and, and where, uh, you know, where they've got to go next. Um, you know, I don't I don't see a win in the next three games. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you have Boston on Sunday. Uh, that's at 4 p.m. local time. Uh, Tuesday, you have Detroit. Uh, you get a couple of days off, and then you play back-to-back at Carolina and then at Pittsburgh. Yeah, all four of those could be losses. Yeah. Probably will be losses. Yeah. I won't I won't say I'm going to go for four for four on losses, but I, I think that they'll probably lose three out of four of those games. Yay! If you're on Team Tank, you're celebrating. Ah. Uh... But <laughs> it's it's painful. It's painful. Jesus, yep. you're turning red as we speak. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's just it's just you know it, it 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 is what it is, and it sucks. And there's seems like there's zero accountability. And um, you know, PJ's saying people have to start moving out. Yeah, I would I would have to agree. I mean, there needs to be um there needs to be some repercussion for for poor play um why matt benning is immune from that i don't know it's because they have no other room what, are they gonna put chichek out there instead of him no they're not gonna do that shit put merkley out there i mean can't be worse than that well he's like trade me right effing now and, and he hasn't played a game since that has happened uh with the cuda i mean I don't know. It, it that'll be interest that that one's the interesting one, because now if you trade Carlson and then you trade Merkley, there goes your right shot D power play that you've been you've you've had for years, all the way back to Dan frickin no even that to Brian Campbell and oh eight and then you had Dan Boyle and then you had Brent Burns then you had Eric Carlson. You were supposed to have Ryan Merkley, but you know, he kept hanging on to the puck for the longest time and couldn't make a decision, let alone, you know, lose the controller when you're supposed to be a defenseman. But I digress. Um, cliche but true. Going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> Insert Michael Scott theme. This is the worst! <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, it sucks, but, you know, we, I'm glad we are able to do this with you uh we all kind of know that there there is a, a blog that um basically got shut down at least that's what we've been hearing from uh their parent company uh so sharks coverage takes another blow and uh we're glad to be here to help you out uh get through this very rough stretch in sharks history i mean this is Probably the wor- the roughest stretch in Sharks history. Yeah. Um, this prolonged wise. Yeah, pro- yeah. No. In length, it's uh, it's pretty bad. But uh, 
Thank God know, there were some there were some pretty bad doldrums there at the beginning, but um, this I think almost seems this is almost like purgatory. Yeah, you know what I mean, where you're you're just in limbo and um, don't really have a clear direction. Um, you know, not bad enough to suck and get the number one overall, but not good enough to make the playoffs. And and that's the worst part, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, again, I've been I've been saying it. This looks more like Minnesota of four or five years ago than it does, um, you know, a rebuilding Columbus team or a, you know, a rebuilding Chicago team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, that's, I mean, as Steve Reactor says, it just it it sucks. Yeah. And I don't think that there's any other way to put it put it together. So with that, uh, we'll start wrapping up. Uh, in case you missed it or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Reddit, where is it? Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, always available at tealtownusa.com. And, hey, if you're catching us on the replay on the YouTube Make sure you're hitting our like button, subscribe, and, of course, that notification bell. That'll let you know when we go on the air after each and every game, home and away. Of course, tomorrow it's uh, Sunday, which means it's a technologist takeover of After Dark. So AJ and Jerk will be here to break down the week that was in Sharks hockey alongside what happened in the game against Boston, where uh, it could be ugly. And we might have a little bit more of a recap of a football game. Yes, let's go, Kittle. Let's go, Niners. Let's make this happen. Let's go. Hysterical God, <laughs> Landy. <laughs> if they lose tomorrow, too. <laughs> Against the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. No, but they're yeah. looking good. Mm, who, the Niners or the Cowboys? Niners. Oh yeah, no. I think. I mean, I like the Niners. I, I that they're the better team on paper tomorrow, um, and I hope that Dak is, is one and done, and that one good, uh, you know, that one good game that he played against Tampa Bay is, you know, he used up his good games for for the playoffs, um, so to speak. But I, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, Nicky Bosa didn't have any sacks in the last game and got a fumble recovery and looked pretty darn good. And I think that there's more from him. Um, you know, I, I, I think Fred Warner was a little quiet, um, had some nice tackles, but, you know, a little quiet um, on the defense last game, too. I think the defense is going to have a monster game tomorrow, and I think um, you're going to shut down the run. Yep. Um, and, and I think, you know, the Niners, if, if they can – if they can run it and if they can shut down the run, then I put that as a good recipe for success. Okay. And, and I have, uh, you know, I have a good, um, feeling about that game. And then, uh, there's the sharks who will be playing practically at the same time as the, uh, as the, uh, the 49ers, 49ers do, uh, do so, battle with the, with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so the Niners game is at three thirty. the sharks, and Bruins start at four o'clock, which means roughly about six thirty is when you'll get your after dark takeover with the Pucknologist. Your week that was in Sharks and Barracuda hockey on that one. AJ and Jerk will be there for taking care of it. 
AJ. <laughs> FYI, March 30th is opening day for the Giants. <laughs> and they open up against Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Yes, that's great. Let's just bring us down for that. Arson. Arson, yes. Arson Judge and the Yankees, yes. All right, Landy, it's time to go. Uh, I've, I've tormented myself too much here. Your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Uh, my final thoughts are, um, let's pick a direction to go in and let's stick to it. Um, and as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric, E-R-I-K, Landy, L-A-N-D-I across all the social media garbage. And, uh, that will get you to me. So, uh, yeah, go Niners. Go Niners. Indeed. I'm at Puck Guy 14 on the Twitter, the Instagram Again, Pucknologists will take over After Dark tomorrow following Sharks and Bruins. Again, that's at 4 p.m. on Sunday. So thanks for watching. We appreciate you, every one of you uh, throughout Sharks territory and around the world. Make sure you hit that subscribe button before you head out. And until tomorrow night with the Pucknologists, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have more grit and have a great night.